Maybe you should talk to someone. Maybe I should. Maybe I should. I've been thinking about that lately. <laughs> That's the title of a book that I'm reading. And what's it about? That I can highly recommend. Uh, I only just started, but already I'm like, do you know when you like start a new book and you can tell early on this is this is one of the good ones? It's about, as far as I can tell, it's about a therapist mm -hmm. who kind of describes some of her own sessions mm -hmm. with her patients. Obviously, it's like all anonymized and mm -hmm. stuff. But then she also goes through a breakup and goes to, and seeks therapy herself, herself, and then she writes about that. And it's good. It's sad and funny and yeah. interesting and all of the above. It's always very interesting, I think, to get the therapist's point of view because a lot of times... When you go to therapy, you only kind of see what you're doing, but then also to, I guess, get the therapist of like, we all kind of go through these same struggles. Mm -hmm. And I'll seeing how a therapist navigates it can also help, I would say, us navigate our own like journeys and stuff like that. Totally. I'm adding that book to my list. Thank you for the recommendation. I've only ever gone to therapy once in my life, really? but it was a really, really good experience. Mm -hmm. I got really lucky because I think it's very common that you have to go to like several different people until you find mm -hmm. one that's good. And I like got lucky on the first try. And I really would love to do therapy again. I don't have like a super pressing need. I don't mm -hmm. have a big thing. At least I don't think I have a big thing that I feel like I need to talk through, but I feel like Therapy is the kind of thing that even if you don't have that one pressing issue, it can only help and be beneficial to do therapy. I agree. Um, therapy is something that I've definitely gone through a lot. This I'm currently about to be on my sixth therapist <laughs> in my life. My sixth therapist. <laughs> Lucky number six. <laughs> Lucky number six. Um, and a lot of times, even when I'm talking to people who don't necessarily have like issues or whatnot therapy has been a nice thing because it's like it's kind of like what the book title is sometimes it's just nice to talk to somebody mm -hmm. you know and especially someone who's on the outside yes who's not a friend and who's also like trained to withhold mm -hmm. the kind of you should do this you should do that like jumping to solutions exactly like that's really valuable exactly it's really nice that you have like a good therapist Most of my therapists that I've had are pretty okay. But then I, I'm always scarred from this one therapist that I had. It was my third therapist. I was living in Chicago. It was the summer of 2018, I know specifically. She was on her phone while we were doing like our therapy what? sessions. Yes. <laughs> how, how did she get the job? I have no idea. And my people-pleasing self was just like, just there, just trying to talk about all my troubles. You, you were trying to make her feel good? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And she's just scrolling on her phone or whatnot. And then just like repeating. I'm like, damn. I'm like, <laughs> shit. Did you have to pay out of pocket for those sessions? or? Uh, no, these were thankfully um, in America. Thanks to our fucked up healthcare system. Um, my parents had what's called like um, an employee like assistance program, uh, EAP. And with this EAP, you're able to use it for your family to get appointments or whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, however, like I've been, I do therapy on and off because I think the first two therapists I had was through my school. That was my third therapist. And then my fourth and fifth, I had to find on my own. Um, but then those were a little bit more difficult to like, I think, continue. Because like the fifth therapist that I had, 
I ended up having to pay out of pocket, even though I had insurance. So it was like I had the insurance, but then you were still paying like a hundred dollars still mm-hmm. for the appointments and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, and that is not the most encouraging thing, you know, like as if you want to go therapy and then you're saying you have to pay. So then introducing to this new method of Germany has actually been quite nice to know that you don't really have to pay for healthcare. Yeah, let's talk about that in detail. First off, though, I'm looking at our episode list. Mm -hmm. We did an episode called Mental Health almost a year ago, July 2022. Can you believe it? And you had just gone through a bit of a crisis. Yes. <laughs> um, and now you just told me today that you found a therapist in Berlin, yes. which it's almost like with the whole dating topic, it's it's becoming a cliche to, to where like it's everybody wants therapy. Like, yeah. Not everybody, obviously, but a lot of people are seeking therapy and while the healthcare system in theory might be better than the US American healthcare mm-hmm. system, it's just really, really difficult to find a spot yes. in uh, in Berlin. Or maybe even better would be the comparison to the apartment situation. Yeah, I was gonna say there's like a triple threat. There's apartments you can't find, dating you can't find, and therapists you can't find. <laughs> and if you only had all three of those, you'd be set, you'd be you'd be set for life. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, so before we go into the details, um, I'm looking at our friends from allaboutberlin.com, a nice website. Um, Same. And they have a, a nice intro that explains the difference between psychiatrist psychotherapist and counselor mm-hmm. do you know the difference between all of those um without without reading this a psychiatrist typically um is focused more on the medical or like the medication side like the mm-hmm. pharmaceutical side mm-hmm. of mental health so this is a person that i go to that prescribes the amount of medications mm-hmm. however when it comes to like therapy and stuff like that they can give you therapy some of them offer it but that's not their primary thing and then you have psychotherapists and counselors, which in my mind are somewhat like, I I mean, I hope no, I don't offend them, but are somewhat like in like a similar field of these are the people that you kind of like, at least what I would assume is people that you kind of like talk to and they kind of do like that talk therapy or different types of therapy. Yeah, yeah. You got to be careful though, because I um, went to a, a therapy session with mm-hmm. someone else and I mentioned to the therapist that I would like to do therapy again as well and that I did it once before, as mm-hmm. I told you, but that I had also done some coaching with a life coach, mm-hmm. which else, which I've also done. And she got a little bit, not offended, but she made it very clear that a life coach, which is anybody can call themselves a life coach. Yes. Like I could say, hey, I'm a life coach yeah. and I'm charging 100 euros a session now mm-hmm. and you can talk to me. And a therapist who's gone through years, sometimes decades of training mm-hmm. and is working with like a method that is founded in science. science yeah, <laughs> Those are very different things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so therapists, as you said, focus more on the, like the, the therapy, mm-hmm. whereas... Psychiatrists are usually mm-hmm. uh, working with 
and allowed to prescribe medication. Mm -hmm. And this is interesting of this idea. So counselor, I would not call a group a counselor with a coach if I'm mm, in America. That's even a different yeah, like, no, thing like, like A counselor would technically be more like not necessarily a like therapist, but it will be someone who actually is qualified. Mm -hmm. Like we have quote unquote school counselors or whatnot, but these are people that kind of help you navigate systems and have things. And then like, so what, how all about Berlin describes like counselors, I would actually cross out counselors and say coaches. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it says they have no specific qualifications. qualifications. So the difference is a psychotherapist has qualifications. They yes. went to school Yes, for this. Um, and that's that's also covered with your insurance as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about insurance. So obviously, uh, someone who does this needs to be paid. And obviously, it's it costs a lot of money. Mm -hmm. According to this website, it costs around 100 euros per hour, which seems about right. I'm sure, it could be even more depending on the person. Group therapy can be cheaper, of course. And then if you have public health insurance mm -hmm. so like we mentioned TK, Technica did we do an episode about insurance I'm pretty sure we did I think you did one I did one yeah, about like, did all so the well. types of insurances did yeah. we talk about health insurance on that I'm not sure but basically if you just if you just have some like expat insurance mm -hmm. that covers the just the basics of if you get into an accident it's not going to be covered but if you have the regular public health insurance as an employed person in Germany mm -hmm. then it's covered as long as the therapy, the therapist in like the first three sessions decides that it is necessary. Yeah. Like yes. I, I don't have the professional terms, but a therapist needs to say, yes, this person needs therapy mm -hmm. and then it's covered. If they're like, if they look at me and they're like, what you need is a coach, yeah. you don't need a therapist. <laughs> Then it might not be covered. Yeah. My the third person I went to was like, you need to go to therapy four times a week. <laughs> and I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> Confirmed. Um, and then something I can add is like when I went to this therapist, he kind of was laying down how the function works, um, the bureaucratic function. And he was saying that typically, I mean, since you have insurance or if you have like the public insurance, you get um, like they focus more on like eight to 12 sessions mm -hmm. and then you can extend that to a hundred if need be. Right. So you can like have like a therapist for like years or whatnot, depending on how they see like that, like evaluation or whatnot. So typically I think the average is eight to 12. And then once those eight to 12, then the discussion of exceeding that can, can happen as well. Right. I think it goes in like phases yes. or like basically when you first start looking for a therapist, which we'll talk about, then you do like one, two, three sessions mm -hmm. during which they determine if you quote unquote need therapy, therapy and it should be covered. And then they will say, okay, you need quote unquote 10 sessions, mm -hmm. but then during session number eight or nine or 10, they might say, and we're going to extend it to mm -hmm. another 10 or 20 and, mm -hmm. and you could keep going like that, but they're not just going to say, Yes, now you're going to do it every day for yeah, the rest of your life. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yes. So it's nice to have, but hard to get. <laughs> yes. So how do you find a therapist? Um, and then, I mean, for you specifically and many of our listeners, how do you find someone who speaks your language? English. And that was that was so hard to do. Um, and thankfully, I had a friend who was like helping me like uh -huh. call because it's like, 
you, you want to call people, of course, you know, to see if you can get an appointment. And then my struggle was that the voicemail was in German. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know what to press. And this is something that I learned in the book that I'm reading. Most therapies, you'll never catch on the phone. They'll <laughs> always have their voicemail, even if they're there. Because they only have like 10 minute breaks in between sessions. And they don't want to pick up the phone for you to have a life crisis and then for them to say, sorry, got to go. So they'd rather, you know. It's understandable. Totally. It's just like exhausting. Um, Yeah. I would say maybe the first question before you find a therapist is like, how do you know that you need a therapist? Oh, you tell me. I don't know. Um. I would say, so I've been like avoiding, I would say, the, the journey of getting a therapist for like a minute. Because, I mean, most people are, are probably like me of this, oh, I can just handle it myself or whatnot. But I think the what happened for me was, um, so if my listeners don't know, I'm bipolar. Um, and sometimes I get into these, what I call episodes, um, in these depression episodes. And these depression episodes kind of come every so often or whatnot. And my most recent episode, which I'm kind of in right now, was very, very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Very, like, deeper and different than my other episodes. So it was a lot more difficult to manage. And I think when you start noticing that these things start affecting your personal life, they start affecting the way that you interact, your, like, productivity or whatnot, then those are good signs to get a therapist um, if you need it. There's other signs, too, of just, like, if you're not feeling well or if you just feel that you need someone to talk to, getting a therapist is also a really good option to do. Um, of course, you always can have your friends or your family, but I think, as we mentioned before, having a therapist allows for an unbiased um educated view of what you're going through and this can also provide you methods and practices that can um lead you to the right thing because also this a disclaimer we are not doctors we are not professionals we are just two people um so you're um, talking about the journey of finding a therapist but definitely i think finding a therapist is really um beneficial especially if you like experience anxiety or depression or other things as well totally and i would stress that if you're not sure, you should give it a try and then leave it to the professional to make a determination if you should keep going or not. Because I was, or still am a little bit, in this conflict where I don't feel like I need it. Mm -hmm. And especially given the situation in Berlin with so few spots available, I feel very conflicted about seeking out therapy because I feel like, am I taking a spot from someone who needs it much more urgently. But this therapist that I asked about this, the one that I uh, offended by comparing her <laughs> profession to a life coach, um, said, well, that's not really up. up to, like you could do a session mm-hmm. with someone and then they can decide. And that's yeah. their job to decide mm-hmm. whether you quote unquote qualify and you don't have to worry about it. Like yeah. there's no, and it's not like, obviously it's it's with all kind of these ethical questions or things like that just because someone else is struggling even more than you that doesn't um disqualify or invalidate your own struggle exactly so it's it's okay to seek help or to talk to someone even if other people 
also need time. Yeah, because I'll also say this, you never know what's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. You can say you're fine right now, but who knows what might happen tomorrow or mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, so yes, everyone, get therapy. <laughs> and the good thing is um, that in Germany, it's not a taboo. Anymore, yeah. Really. I mean, maybe in some circles, but in Berlin, it, yeah, yeah. it's almost there. You first. need it. You don't have a therapist. Like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. So it's very much socially accepted. You can mm-hmm. talk about it openly. And uh, yes. Yes. Now, let's talk about how, what's like the first step of trying to find a therapist? Um, there are a few online resources that we started with um, that kind of helped. I think one of the biggest ones is um, KV Berlin. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the full. You know the full name for that? It's I have to read it as well. It's um, the Kassenärztliche mm-hmm. Vereinigung Berlin. So it's basically a unity of the doctors that work for the public insurances or work with public insurances. Mm -hmm. This might be slightly wrong, but basically they provide a list of doctors and therapists in Berlin that work with public insurance. Because you could also be a therapist and those therapists also Mm -hmm. exist that only accept private patients that Mm -hmm. pay out of pocket or through private health insurance. And so you're wasting your time if you're calling those. Mm-hmm. And so this is a good list to get an overview of the ones that you could even use. Exactly. Um, and also with this list, you're also able to filter out um, different things like do you speak English, what ethnicity, what particular focus that you need, um, and a few more types of beneficial things. Um, and this is actually what we kind of use to kind of find our therapist. I just kind of filter out, m- made it closer to my location of where I lived, and then it was just call, 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 call. And that's what's so, like, that's the the black spot, the, what's the word? Like, that's the problem in the system. Yeah. How can you make it so that someone who's really struggling and who might be in a really tough phase and who might be new here has to then individually call dozens of doctors for them to not reach them mm-hmm. because nobody answers their phone mm-hmm. or maybe they'll have like, okay, during this one hour per week, I'll answer my phone and mm-hmm. if you're lucky, you'll get through, mm-hmm. but usually you won't. And so you, then you just leave these awkward messages mm-hmm. hoping they'll call you back mm-hmm. and then maybe someone calls you back and like that's the system, just terrible. It's not yeah, a good system. It is not. And this is why I encourage if you feel good right now, try the therapy because <laughs> when you don't feel good and you're trying to find a therapist, it does not help at all. Right. right. Um, and like, I really would love like the new system. Like, my other system was just going to be, which I mean, honestly, you can do this too, but I was going to get collect everybody's like email and then put them like on like a CC and just send it all out, which you can do. But then my other friend was like, okay, well, it's not personal. But then sometimes if you just like need, you just got to throw everything out the wall and see what sticks. That also could be like a alternative way of True. trying to reach out to multiple people. Else. Honestly, you might do both. You might yeah. send that email and then also pick up the phone and try and Which call is them. what I did. The emails, they were like, sorry, no, I don't have availability or whatnot. Um, but like the phone calls actually like worked in the sense that most times, of course you'll get voicemail, but then there will be a nurse that nurse would then recommend me to something else. And then some of the people would then call me back. Um, and basically the conversations when I call them back were always the same. 
of, hey, um, I don't really have any availability right now, but maybe I can put you on a wait list or, hey, I can do the consultation call for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was at least beneficial because that was a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, a, another thing that is also on this um, website is the 116117. Yes, which many people, even Germans, don't know about. Yeah, that was actually something new that one of my friends told me about. So you can actually call this number and they can provide you like help, but you can also go to the 116117.de website. Um, and this um which the URL, I just love the URL. It's 116117.de. Yeah. It's literally the number. <laughs> so to quickly explain what this is, it's basically a number. And it's weird to me that that like they need better marketing. Why don't more people know about this? Mm-hmm. Because the, one of the problems that they're solving, which I know is a huge problem because my cousin is a medic. Like what what do you call people that drive around in ambulances and um, rescue people. I know there's this term, but I will use medic for now. Yeah. So one of the huge problems in Germany is that people call the ambulance for minor things. Um, and I mean, sometimes it might be excused because they didn't know mm-hmm. any better or they were panicking. They call it EMT. EMTs. Yes, that's the, the American term, I yes. think. So he's an EMT and um, he's a Notfallsanitäter, I think is the German. Because there's different roles mm-hmm. on, on each vehicle as well. Anyway, so what happens is um, they will call, someone will call, and they'll rush there with the with the siren and everything. Loud. And it'll be like, oh, my my stomach kind of aches. Or ah, I bumped my foot. Mm-hmm. And all things that you can wait a day or a night and go to the doctor. And it's it's a huge problem. And... This is not the only reason why the system is like very much overtaxed, where even in Berlin this year, there were already a few days where apparently all the ambulances were busy. And if you called an ambulance, there might not have been one available. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's one of the problems. And And this number is supposed to help that. Like if you have some kind of medical not emergency, but also you don't want to like wait mm-hmm. and go to the doctor, you want to talk to somebody now and ask, call this number. And they will, there's like someone picking up the phone that has some training that does like the first uh, assessment. Mm -hmm. And then they can decide to put you through to a doctor. And then you might be in, you might wait for half an hour, Mm -hmm. uh, but then a doctor will actually pick up and talk to you. And if they want to make sure, they can even send a doctor. But Mm -hmm. it's not an ambulance because an ambulance at the core is really a transportation service. Mm-hmm. An ambulance is not a way to get a doctor to your house. It's a way to get you to the hospital as fast and efficiently as possible. That's what that is. But the 116117, they can say like, hey, what you're describing, we should probably check out now. You shouldn't wait a day to go to the doctor. So we'll actually send one to your house. Um, so that's just a little explainer of what uh, 116117 does. But apparently they can also help with therapy yes and another beautiful thing about 116117 is you can actually schedule appointments directly there so in addition to calling all of these therapists you can go to 116117 and actually is how i got my two first therapy appointments was going to this website and just making an automatic appointment 
Um, which That's is, how it should be. So, which is it's, it's not like I don't know why this actual website is not pushed out more because you can legit make an appointment online. Like, yeah, you can call people, and yes, we recommend that. But this is also a thing too. The only thing I would say about making these appointments online was that it was difficult to filter out um, who was English and mm. who was not English. Um, so the people that I speaking. Yes, who was speaking English. So the people that Or do I, you only work with British therapists? British. I would I would like British. to go to an English therapist, please. <laughs> British, please. Um but you can like yeah, you can schedule um a few different types, but then most of these the psychotherapists are more primarily for these adult consultations. You put in your zip code, you put in your email address. And then it will prompt a list of therapists that have available appointments. And what you do is you literally go through the list. I tried to like Google these therapists, but Berlin or Germany still doesn't have like a really good database for therapists. So you can't really see like what they, who they are, what not. But even, but through this way, you are at least able to start um, like just finding some sort of like therapist. The only thing is that you have to have statutory health insurance. So I think that's the, Public health insurance, correct? Pro probably. I've never heard that term. Um, it was, oh, hold on, I was, uh, I'll show you the original. Um, it's right there. Ich bin. Ich bin gesetzlich krankenversichert. Yeah, that's the pu public. Yeah, so if you have public insurance, you are able to use this um, particular platform. I think that's another thing. Um, but essentially, yeah, you put in what you're looking for. And for me, I put in like I was looking for a psychotherapist, adult consultation. Um, then you put in your email address and then you check to make sure you have public health insurance. And then once you confirm everything, then it offers you a list of therapists around you that have available appointments so you can automatically just book your appointment there you then they didn't do ask you to call them just to confirm the appointment but this is also just a good method of finding appointments the only thing like i mentioned before it didn't directly say english on like who speaks english mm -hmm. or not so that was just like rolling the dice um but this is still i would say a really good option if you do need someone Too, which I, I don't know why no one pushes this. One of my friends just told me about this and I was happy to do this, but this is like a really good alternative way as well if you don't want to call a whole bunch of people all at once. That is a great tip. Yeah, I just started doing it and it's super easy. The website is very clearly designed to be as simple as possible. And especially if you're able to do therapy in German or English, I would just give it a shot. If you need to find someone that speaks another language natively or near natively, I would recommend this website psych-info.de and I recommended that in the in the mental health episode that we did because they actually do have a language filter where you can select like other languages. It mm -hmm. might not be super thorough as you mentioned like there's no like one central database that's up to date. But this one, if you're looking for a therapist in French or Spanish or whatever mm -hmm. it may be, um, I would also try this website. But yeah, the 116117, man, it's a, it's a good website. A yes. good number to call. 24-7, you can call. It's private and free. And they can help you find a doctor. And it's just not meant for emergencies. Call 112 for that. 
and they can uh, help you with dentists. There's a separate like website mm-hmm. for dentists. Yes. So now, once you have made your appointment, how is the actual experience of going to this first consultation? Um, I will tell you that um, simply most of what the consultations were for me, it was kind of rinse and repeat. Like you kind of just say the same exact thing every single time. But essentially, it's an evaluation. It is for the therapist to then kind of like what we're talking about, see what type of like help that you do need because there's also different types of therapy that you can take. Mm -hmm. And then they provide you their recommendation. Most times um, as you're talking to them, They'll just ask you questions, like a normal, like, quick therapy session. And then at the end of it, they gave me this paper. And this paper, I forgot what the name of the paper is, but it essentially kind of, like, was, like, a confirmation that they went to this therapist and that they, like, recommend that you do need therapy. Um, they also gave me a referral code to go then back on the 116117 number to then get another appointment with somebody else. Okay, before we go there mm-hmm. about the, like, why would you go to someone else? For someone who's never been to therapy, can you like walk us through very in concrete terms? How does that go? Like you ring the bell and then what happens? What does the room look like? What do they say? Like okay. how does it yeah. go? So typically um, in all of my in-person ones, you ring the bell, you come in, you're very nervous. <laughs> Why are you nervous? Because then it's six times. <laughs> because it's just like you just don't know like how it's going to be or how the person is. And um, yeah, you just get like, I'm very quiet when I enter into these spaces, which is very hard to of, believe. I know it is very opposite of who I am. Um, and I get like very like just like this. But most times if you're a good therapist, they are relaxing, they are welcoming. Um, so you essentially go in. Most therapists always ask me to take off my shoes whenever I get in. Is and that only Germany or is that everywhere? That was just Germany for me. And when I was back in the States, never really had to take off the yeah. shoes thing. But essentially, you sit in a chair. and A chair or a couch? All the ones that I've been to have been like a chair. But I'm sure that's like they always all have the couch too, I guess, if you want to like lay down. You know, like like on movies, they yeah, have the, Freud, the Freud, Freudian therapy you lay down. You lie down. I, yeah. I don't think that's a thing anymore. Yeah, no, I don't see that. But everyone does have a couch. But you um, but you essentially, um, like, sit down, and then they sit. Most therapists here weirdly sit really far apart. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess maybe to give that space of the comfortability. but And the distance, right? It's really important to have... Like, you're not supposed to do therapy with anyone that you know personally, yes. even remotely. Like, mm-hmm. there is this... And also, everything I'm telling you, mostly I know from this book that I'm reading, mm-hmm. like, they won't have any family photos or anything mm-hmm. in there because they don't really want their personal life to Influence. be a thing at all. Yes. Like, they're just your therapist. Yes. They're nothing else. Like, there's no, they're not going to tell you about their personal lives. Exactly. And it, it definitely seems like that. Like, most of the places I've been to were quite neutral. Mm-hmm. And I think this is to allow you to kind of make the space your own and not to be like have this weird impression. Mm-hmm. Um, so most times you just sit down and they always just ask me, so why are you here? Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> the opener. That's, that's the icebreaker. opener. And I always say, huh, well, where, <laughs> where do begin? I begin? <laughs> and this is a part that I am still conflicted on, like how you navigate this. And a lot of times you don't, you don't know where to begin. Um, 
So typically for me, I be, always begin with my diagnosis, what I'm diagnosed with, what I'm feeling in the exact moment. And then we kind of go into like, okay, like, well then like, like just your, your story of like everything. And it becomes more of a conversation at that point. You know, like I think the more you are in this appointment, the more relaxed you get. And there's really nothing you have to do. All you have to do is show up and sit down and allow yourself to open up just a little bit. Um, and most times, like I said, if it's a good therapist, don't know how to navigate that conversation for you. So there's like sometimes I've always felt pressure that I have to be the one to navigate the conversation. And then like there'll be signs. I'm like, OK, I, I didn't say something. But really, you're not there to be in control. You're there to just relax and like like it's like you're going to the doctor let yeah. them do the work i know they're they're earning like 100 euros an hour mm -hmm. let them do the work yes yes <laughs> yeah something that the one therapist that i did go to was very good at was establishing kind of the ground rules mm -hmm. uh, which included him assuring me that whatever i say in that room stays in that room forever and he will never share without my consent mm -hmm. and uh i forgot what else but there were like a few things where i just felt like it was very professional and it kind of allowed me to really open up yeah to where i felt like i i didn't have to censor myself in any way yes shape, or form. yes and th th those are great therapists too because a lot of times you can feel very shamed or judged or feeling guilty or whatnot for your feelings or maybe what your actions is or whatnot. But if it's a good therapist, they will set those ground rules of like, this is a safe space mm -hmm. where you can share whatever you are. And I'm not here to judge you. I'm just here to listen. Mm -hmm. um, and that definitely um, helps with, I think, opening up. Um, but also, I mean, I, I, it's understandable that It takes time too, especially if you have to do these consultations every single time. You know, it gets quite exhausting. Um, but after the second person, I just made a piece of paper. <laughs> Read this. Uh, yeah. yes. Here's but, my overview. And actually, they didn't like that. Like mm -hmm. both of the, the therapists I gave it to, they were like, no, I don't want that. Because I don't think it's about the information. I don't think no. it's, or maybe partly, but it's not that they just want to get all the info so they can present you with a solution. They want you to open up. Yes, exactly. And that was very interesting because like, I had my paper, I had my diagnosis, I had what I was taking, my medication, I had um, like how I was feeling and they were like, I don't want that, I just want you to talk to us. And I guess I get that because then it becomes a very unbiased view. You know, they don't have anything that they're going to judge you on first. They just want to mm -hmm. hear your story. Um, and this was like a really, I think, good way to open up and then i always notice that like about by 20 minutes 30 minutes in there i'm relaxed i can like i feel more expressive and like i feel that okay this is like a really good like um moment for me to do um and like i said it makes it much easier if they do speak english because you don't feel like you have to like really like filter or watch your words and stuff like that yeah so then you mentioned They will kind of give you a piece of paper after the first session mm -hmm. for kind of the next session. But then one of the tricky things is that apparently it's quite easy to find a first consultation. Yes. But then they will say, yes, it was nice meeting you. Yes, you need therapy. But no, I can't take you on. And that was exactly the first three people said that. Um, it was after like the third therapist I actually I really did like, but she that was her exact words where I cannot take you on right now. <laughs> and there, there's some I don't know the details, but there's like some 
law that every practicing therapist who's working for the insurance companies or with insurance companies has to offer these kind of consultation yeah. hours even if they're fully booked, even if the result is always going to be, I can't take anyone on, mm -hmm. they still have to offer these consultation, yeah. which is why you can get an appointment and then be turned down. Yes, which is like, and they always tell me before that, like, this is only a consultation, I don't have room for you. Um, but like I said, those consultation hours are very important. And, and then there's also this thing, and I don't quote me on this, people, please, but I heard that, like, if you get three of these papers then you can reach out to your insurance company and they like have to get you like an appointment or whatnot. Yes. So I know very little about this as well, but apparently if you can prove that you need therapy, but you can't find a spot, and this might include having three of these papers, then at some point you might be able to go to a, therapist that doesn't work with the insurance companies and pay out of pocket and the insurance company is then supposed to reimburse you. Mm -hmm. But I know from a friend that this is a huge struggle and for some reason the insurance company will fight tooth and nail to avoid this. Mm -hmm. And so yes, the theoretically this is an option and i think you if if you've gone through like three or five or seven of these consultation sessions and no one can take you on i would try to go there but prepare yourself for a bit of a discussion I, if not possibly whatever you might have to take legal steps mm -hmm. to kind of force that to happen but apparently it is a solution and i think especially in berlin where it's so difficult to find a spot, this might be something to look into. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I did not know that. Um, they don't make it easy. No. <laughs> so how did you end up finding a permanent therapist? Um, this was just a person that like, I, as I was just like cold calling people, um, I had left a voicemail and then he had called me back and said that, he doesn't have any appointments, but he can put me on his wait list. And I always, whatever a therapist offers, I just accept. I'm like, yes, put me on your wait list. Yes, give me a consultation hour. Yes, yes, yes. Because you just never know, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, yes, put me on your wait list. And I was thinking this person would like not ever call me back. And then he sent me a text message saying, hey, I have this appointment. Like someone dropped out. I have this appointment. Um, can you come at this time? And In I 10 just, minutes. <laughs> yeah. It'll, and like, I think he messaged me on a Friday and I was like, it was on it was going to be on a Monday. I'm like, okay, Yes, I'll take that. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, and we, when you have like therapy appointments, you kind of just have to just take it. Like I had to like miss one of our meetings because I'm like, okay, this is like the only like appointment that like I can get. Mm -hmm. um, so then he texted me and said, okay, great. I can see you at this time. And I went there. And then at the end of the session, he was, and I was only thinking it was going to be a consultation. I didn't think he was actually going to be able to like offer me the actual continuous uh, spots. But then he was like, okay, it was a um are you like available to do this? Like, do you want to do this? Like, like, um, consistently. I'm like, hell fucking yes. I want to do this consistently. <laughs> That's what you say. <laughs> yes. Hella fucking Hella yes. Hella fucking yes. Sign me up now. <laughs> um, so then, yeah. And that was just how it happened. And it was kind of like unexpected. Like I didn't like expect that to happen, but I'm really like happy that now I have somebody that I can consistently go to now. Um, and I guess this actively took me about like, I would say average like one month of actively doing this. Mm -hmm. uh, so 
not as difficult as finding an apartment, but more difficult than it should be. More difficult than it should be. More like, as, as, as especially if you're like in like a drastic situation. Right. And yeah. I have one last recommendation about mm -hmm. that. And it's Berlin specific. I hope other cities have similar things, um, which is the Berliner Krisendienst. Have you heard of this? Berliner? Mm -mm. So it's a, I don't even know. It is a service mm -hmm. provided by, oh, I think, so it's different kind of um, associations, but also Caritas, which is uh, religious, which is like Catholic or whatever. But you wouldn't know this if you, like I wouldn't know this if I hadn't just looked into this. Basically, they say on their website, people have crisis, crises. Berlin offers a crisis service multilingual assistance and cooperation with interpreters and linguists. Basically, um, they have a physical physical uh, place in quite a few different areas of Berlin. They have one in Pankow, one in Spandau, one in Reinickendorf, one in Mitte. And if you have a crisis, an acute crisis, you can call them um, around the clock, I think. And you can go there in person uh, between 4 p.m. and midnight. Mm. And someone will be there, and they might not be a therapist, but they will be trained in some capacity, mm -hmm. and they'll be there to catch you, kind of, to, mm -hmm. you know, to, you can more or less immediately talk to someone, mm -hmm. and they can also then kind of, if it's really serious, refer you to a hospital. Mm -hmm. If you if you are not comfortable going home after that, you can go to a hospital. And if you look at their Google reviews, for the Mitte one at least, they're really bad. A lot of people are writing that they had like bad experiences there and people were rude. I've been there a few times with people and it was always great. Mm -hmm. Like maybe people weren't, I don't know. I don't know what people expect, or maybe you know it. It might really depend on the kind of person who's working that day. Yeah. But in our case, the people that I encountered there were amazing, mm -hmm. and just having that—it's completely free. It's not tied to insurance or anything. It's just like for everybody, mm -hmm. I think. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's also another thing that should be more widely known that yeah. these places exist, and you can just go. Yeah, that is. I never even heard of that. It's it's so interesting how like there's there's there are really good services and they're not like hidden, but they're not like exposed either. Mm -hmm. Because they're not for profit and who runs ads other than for profit companies, That's right? Very true. Yeah. yeah. So it it does have in this kind of like word of mouth type of thing of like, hey, yeah. Just try this. And I'm like, wait, this is really just in my face. Like, how did I not notice that this was an option? But Jay, that's what we're for. That is what we are for, you know, and things will get better. <laughs>